At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the program. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas. Your other host is on the East Coast out in Boston. That's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Wednesday, my man. We got some big news just taking place today in the great world of sports betting legalization. Uh, News is breaking now that Maryland, who recently legalized sports betting, they could be up and running uh, within this week with uh, almost, I think, seven retail licenses, brick and mortar, uh, in-person betting. We'll have online coming uh, hopefully early next year. But also, Pritch, the great state of Ohio, home to about 12 million people, seventh biggest state in terms of population. They're taking a vote today to legalize sports betting, and it's looking kind of promising, fingers crossed. Cross. So if that takes place, you could have betting in Ohio as early as April of 2022. But Pritch, I buried the lead. We got Adam Birthday on a Wednesday, <laughs> yes, and I sir. wanted to ask you, yes. how was your big uh, your big fundraiser fundraiser in Gallas? And I saw a Tom Brady jersey, and you you bet for me, right? I got it for like two million dollars. Well, it wasn't two million. It was a signed, autographed Tom Brady uh, jersey, New England Patriots. I had to send that picture to you. Um, it was it was uh, there's only about four bids on it so far. Silent auction uh, at the uh, College Football Hall of Fame dinner, and it was about. 2600 at the time. I don't know what it closed at, but at the time it was 2600. I was thinking about you though. 
<laughs> yeah, Pritch, 2,600, eh, that's chump change for guys like me and you, but yeah, no no biggie. I'll, I'll hang on to my old Tom Brady jersey. True story, Pritch, back in uh, 2001, I was in, I think, 7th or 8th grade. I needed a jersey for the Super Bowl, and my mom took me to the mall. No one even goes to the mall anymore. They only had, like, these huge Tom Brady jerseys back in the day, so I still keep that one. I'm going strong 20 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Star-studded event, though, last night. Peyton Manning, I mean, everybody, who's who, college football and national football, like, really uh, was there last night. Great to catch up with a lot of people. Uh, but, Josh, you mentioned America. Maryland, they're in the M's now. Uh, so uh, maybe some more moment, momentum uh, there for your state. I'm hoping so, Pritch. And again, Massachusetts, they keep doing this thing. They want to learn from all their states, which I totally understand. But, Pritch, when it comes to a situation where every single border state except yours is legal, <laughs> I think we can take the hint here. And I think we have enough data to make it work. So hopefully 2022, that's a big New Year's resolution. Let's get mass to yeah, legalize. Absolutely. Let's get to some uh, injury news uh, from the National Football League. Uh, news that we talked about a little bit. Uh, yesterday uh, could affect your bet. Uh, Washington tight end Logan Thomas out for the season with that knee injury, which I thought was a cheap shot. Uh, we'll see what happens with the league there on that one. Uh, but you have Tyner, uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, a hungry quarterback, a young guy that wants it. He wants this moment. You can sense it. You can feel it. Uh, he's been playing decent. Uh, but that injury right there, I think that's a significant one. Uh, they have the Cowboys Catching four points at home, Josh. I mean, uh, losing Logan Thomas, I think Washington can adjust because they're not very prolific offensively, but he is a key playmaker, though, on that offensive side of the ball. He really is, Pritch. And to me, this was a play that you had a lot of early movement toward Washington. Today, you're starting to see a little bit of buyback on the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. A lot of these books open Cowboys laying five on the road, got down to four. And yesterday's show was really juiced up the Washington football team plus four, minus 115, like it was going to get down uh, to three and a half. And I jumped on the football team plus four here, Pritch, kind of a classic divisional matchup here. Um, you know, one thing we've, we've seen this year, divisional dogs, 57% ATS. You also look at these conference dogs, 60% ATS. And you also look at really one of the best systems here, conference dogs plus seven or less. They're 63 and 33, 66% ATS this year. So you have all these matches with Washington. You're getting a little buyback on Dallas here. Uh, I still like the football team, Pritch, but mm -hmm. I'm thinking, did I bet the four too early because it looked like it was going to three and a half. Now it's trending up like it may get back to four and a half. I think if it gets to four and a half, this is a really good teaser play for the football team. You can take them plus four and a half up to ten and a half, go through multiple key numbers. And again, this football team, Pritch, they're playing well. They've won what four in a row. They've been covering numbers left and right uh, in, a, in a classic kind of divisional rivalry type game. I'll take the points here and keep an eye on the total open 49. It's right. down to 47 and a half. We could see some wet weather here in the nation's capital, Pritch. You know, it could be rainy, about 20, uh, 10 to 15-mile-an-hour winds. That would match a windy under and also a late-season divisional under. Divisional under since week 11, Pritch, 12-4 and four to the under. So I'd lean under there, and I'd look at the football team, but maybe you want to wait and see if you can get a 4.5 and a half or take it up to 10.5 in the teaser. Absolutely. I mean, the run that the football team's been on, too, includes Brady. And so, I mean, you think about the Cowboys, even though it's a divisional game, familiarity all over the place, but yet uh, the firepower for the Dallas Cowboys – Probably different than what Tom Brady had at the time, too. So uh, keeping that in mind when you compare comparing games or situations with the football team, that they have been on a run, though, taking advantage of opportunities. Then other injury news, Jamal Adams out for the season with a shoulder. Uh, he's going to have a shoulder surgery right there. The Seattle Seahawks are now up to eight. Not that it was going to matter against the Texans whether Adams was going to participate or not, uh, but this is all about Russell Wilson to me and rallying the troops, you know, getting the guys to still believe in the fact that, okay, let's avoid this losing season and maybe perhaps get to nine and eight and see what happens. 
I think so, Pritch. And again, you can kind of kiss the playoffs goodbye. Again, all, you know, pour one out for all these double-digit season wins for Russell Wilson, which mm-hmm. I think he's done eight of his nine years. Not mm-hmm. probably not going to happen this year. So uh, again, you're not looking at the playoffs here, but you're playing for pride. You're playing for maybe a trade coming up in the offseason. Who knows? But Pritch, I really like to play on Seattle as a teaser play here. I think teasers to me, again, and you've done a great job this year. If you can isolate going through multiple key numbers, that's really what the way to attack them. So with Seattle, again, no playoffs. And also, by the way, Pritch, that Jamal Adams trade, how terrible does oh. that look for Seattle? He's now out for the year. Mm-hmm. The Jets are just licking their chops, going to get two picks and what? The top 10, something like that. So again, your future has been mortgaged. But again, to me, the the the, the elixir here, a, a word that our buddy Gamble likes to use, is going up against Davis Mills, I think, Pritch. Just a guy who, when he's in there, doesn't put up a lot of offense. Of course, it's always tough for a rookie quarterback. Um, but I like to play Seattle. Again, they opened uh, like seven, seven and a half. They're now moving up to eight now. If you can get them eight or seven and a half down to minus one and a half or minus two, go through those multiple key numbers. That's what I'd be looking at. And then Pritch, also maybe an underplay here. It opened 43 and a half. It's down to 41 and a half. We have seen these non-conference unders do great this year. They're 41 and 21, 60, uh, 66%. And both these teams are good to the under. Seattle's actually nine, two and one to the under. Mm-hmm. Houston is eight and four to the under. I'd lean under here and I like teasing the Seahawks down. Pritch, if Russell Wilson can't be Davis Mills, we got bigger issues in Seattle. <laughs> yes, they would have big issues. Now, remember, <laughs> your Patriots almost lost to those Texans, though. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, that's I mean, true. any any given Sunday. Uh, speaking of any <laughs> given Sunday, how about any, any given Wednesday here uh, in the studio? Studio we have Adam Burke uh, with us right now. He's our VSEN sports betting analyst, also a Point Spread Weekly contributor. Adam, how are you? I'm doing well. Good to be here. It's always good to have you here. I enjoy Wednesdays quite a bit. Yeah, so do we. So do we. We love having you. Uh, So the College Football Bowl Guide is dropping soon, and you're going to contribute to that as well. Uh, Your thoughts on approaching the bowl season? I mean, so many variables, so many things happening. Coaches getting hired other places and interim coaches, players opting out. Uh, How do you advise people to approach a bowl season? Yeah, you know, obviously it's very difficult in terms of players preparing for the draft, coaches moving around. Also, something that doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion, coordinators moving around mm. because those are the guys putting together the game plans. You know, the head coach maybe has final say, makes some of those big in-game decisions, all of that. But it's the coordinators that wind up putting together the game plans. And we're seeing a lot of coordinators move around right now as well. So that's a big part of it for me, trying to figure out what these teams may end up doing with their game plans if a coordinator leaves. Also, something to keep in mind, and this has already happened for the most part for this bowl season, but something to keep in mind in the future, look for yards per play differential. Look for the difference between offensive yards per play and defensive yards per play for these teams because you get a lot of initial line movement based on those types of things. You get Toledo and Middle Tennessee. Toledo, much, much better in the yards per play differential department than Middle Tennessee. That line moved up. Same thing for Coastal Carolina and Northern Illinois. So keep that in mind. Yards per play differential is one of the biggest early line movement drivers in the bowl season. Adam, I think it's a great point. And of course, I always look forward to you coming on Wednesdays. But, you know, from an angle for me, I look at March Madness a lot like bowl game season. You get these games that are super heavily bet. You may not have a lot of people betting, you know, week to week. Like we're grinding college football, but it's a bowl game. Maybe it's your alma mater. They're all nationally televised. They get a ton of betting action. So, therefore, you know, betting against the public, going contrarian, looking for a big move where you can buy low on an inflated dog that opens at plus seven. Public loves the favorite. They get all the way to plus nine. 
those are kind of the opportunities that I relish this time of year. But Adam, there's one bowl game in particular that I know you wanted to talk about. Uh, the, let me get this right. The Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. We got to make sure we get all these right. The sponsors don't get mad at us. But uh, UTSA and San Diego State here, Adam. Obviously, you have San Diego State losing to uh, Utah State in their conference championship. Disappointing loss, 46-13. Uh, whereas UTSA beat Western Kentucky 49-41 to win their conference. But Adam, this game is right around two and a half. Uh, it really hasn't moved too much. I know you have an angle on this one. Who are you looking at, UTSA or San Diego State? Real quick before I get into the handicap of this one, I just want to elaborate on something that you talked about there in terms of line movements for the bowl games. We see an initial wave of line moves. That's typically based on the stats. And then we start to see adjustments based on who's in, who's out, coaching changes, all of that. But also we see moves happen as betting limits get increased. Mm -hmm. That's a really important thing that there are kind of multiple lifetimes for these lines during the bowl season. And a lot of people that move around significant money will wait until the betting limits get higher so that they can get more down on the games. They may massage the market a little bit, a little bit of market manipulation takes place. There's a lot that goes into the bowl season with these lines being up for as long as they are. Now, as far as this Frisco Bowl goes between San Diego State and UTSA, something I think is really important to keep in mind is that for UTSA, their defensive numbers don't look all that great. However, they gave up almost a third of their passing yards in the two games against Western Kentucky. So Bailey Zappi absolutely threw it around the yard on them in both of those games, one of them being that conference championship game that they just won. So they have a couple of outliers that make their defensive stats look a lot worse from a yards per play standpoint, from a pass defense standpoint, because they played Western Kentucky twice. As we know, San Diego State, very limited offensively. They do not throw the football particularly well. They're going to try to run the ball to have success. I think UTSA actually matches up really, really well against San Diego State here. I think their offense is good. They can pass it a little bit if they need to. They can also run it. They can match up physically in the trenches with San Diego State, something that a lot of teams can't really do in the Mountain West. So I like UTSA in this situation. I like it minus two and a half. I'd grab it before it gets to three right. because I think it will. But this is probably one of my favorite plays of the early part of the bowl season with UTSA laying that short number. Always outstanding information when it comes to betting from Adam Burke of Eastern Sports Betting Analyst. You can always get uh, outstanding uh, bowl betting uh, analysis as well. The Vsin Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter for every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, predictions, uh, to help make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge wherever you're betting on every game, playing contest, or just want to find a few high-value props. Guide is $19.99. Get it now. Easton.com slash subscribe. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions, must be at least 21 years old, and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please Please call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum, your host today. Our guest is Adam Burke, VSEN Sports Betting Analyst, contributor to Point Spread Weekly. Also, the College Football Bowl Betting Guide, which drops December 13th. Again, $19.99. Well, I want to ask you, Adam, the VSEN newsletter, daily newsletter, you contribute to that as well. What have you been writing about lately? Yeah, you know, I think today's piece is really important for a lot of people to check out. And it is in the subscriber newsletter, but we also post it over at vcin.com for free for people to check out. But I talked about overcoming what I call the killer Vs, which is VIG, 
variance and volatility. And obviously the VIG, we all know that, you know, laying 11 to 10, mm-hmm. break-even percentage, 52.38% at minus 110. You have to overcome that. But also just a lot of variance out there, and, and specifically in a sport like college basketball, where I've run into a lot of negative variance here of late. Had a team that was minus 2.5 in Colgate a few days ago. They were up 20 in the second half. Found a way to lose the game outright. You know, Tulsa yesterday was a play that I was on. They led at halftime. They wind up losing the game. These things happen a lot in college basketball. And I kind of talked about, you know, not only trying to overcome that from a betting standpoint, but also overcoming the mental side of Mm -hmm. that, how frustrating and how difficult that can be if it keeps happening, keeps snowballing for you. And it's something that all of us have experienced. All the hosts here on the show, all the guests that we have on that bet sports, we've all experienced it. But knowing that it's going to be a thing, coming to terms with variance and the volatility in the markets, and then just trying to keep a level head about it, I think is really important. So I did write about that today, and I think it's something that's pretty important for everybody to check out over at vcin.com. Adam, I thought it was a great article, and I love how you also referenced uh, the throwback Houston Astros, the killer bees there, Biggio Bagwell, Derek Bell. So you make it the V's, and, I'm, and you're totally right. And I think this is an issue that we all deal with as betters, no matter how sharp you are, or, of course, new betters really, really struggle with this. But everyone wants to win 70% of their games. It's just not realistic. It's a really tough market to beat. Then you got to overcome the juice, overcome luck, overcome randomness. To me, I just think that's a good proponent of flat betting for a lot of betters. Yeah, you can go Kelly Criterion if you wait your plays and you know you're at that advanced level. But to make it easy on the vast majority of new betters in the market, remember, betting is hard. If it was easy, we'd all be millionaires. There's a reason why the books make so much money because betting is difficult. And really, when you're winning, it kind of gives you perspective and gives you some confidence. But when you're losing, don't get too hard on yourself. We all go through losing streaks because it's so difficult. And we got to overcome, again, the juice, the uh, the luck, the randomness. So great article by you, Adam. Um, I'll make it real simple. I like the Washington football team plus four uh, here, Adam, this weekend. If you saw that line fall five to four. Some books look like they may be going back up toward Dallas right now. But I think you might also be targeting the football team here, Adam. Uh, what's your take on this uh, NFC East matchup? Yeah, I like Washington in this one. And in fact, if they are able to pull the outright upset, all of a sudden it makes the NFC East race really interesting because they'd be a game back and these two teams do play again in two weeks' time. Washington, you know, we, we talked about the bye week early on in the year and mm-hmm. how it actually seemed like it was hurting teams. The bye week helped Washington tremendously. They've won four in a row since the bye. They're converting at 50% on third down, 29 of 58 in those four games. They're still not doing as well as I would like in the red zone, but their defense has been outstanding here of late. They've held six straight opponents to 310 or fewer yards. They've held five straight under 21 or 21 or under points. So Washington's really playing very well here. Dallas, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things going on with this team. I just, I like where Washington's at right now. I think they're a very well-coached team. And getting four, four-and-a-half at home, I think I like this one more at four-and-a-half than I would at four just to kind of get a, you know that half point off of a quasi-key number. But if you can find a four-and-a-half out there on the board, I do like Washington in this matchup. We're speaking with Adam Burke, our VSIN, a sports betting analyst here on the network. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods as well. Uh, I'm glad you're interested in this next game, Detroit on the road facing Denver because we hear about letdown spots uh, after a win, uh, certainly. Uh, and then you're looking forward to, okay, that next game. W- the celebration we saw with Detroit uh, after beating the Vikings. I mean, they're going on the road. This line's up to eight now to, with Denver. Uh, but Denver has so many question marks. I don't, they don't believe in Bridgewater. Bridgewater knows he's just a holdover situation too. Uh, and so with that delight, even though the Broncos could get into the playoff race, how do you cap this one? Because this one's tricky to me. Yeah, I actually do like the favorite in this situation. I will lay the price with Denver here and already have minus the eight. 
And this is a situation to me where this feels a lot like the first three games of the season for Denver, where they wound up playing the Giants, Jaguars, and Jets. They won those three games by a combined score of 76 to 26. The Lions are not a good football team. It was a great story for them to win that game last week. But if you go in and look at the box score, they were outgained by 0.8 yards per play. Minnesota was in the red zone six times, but they only scored three touchdowns. You know, uh, De- Detroit was two for 11 on third down, I think. If you run that box score back, and that's exactly what I'm talking about in terms of trying to overcome variance. If you run that box score back, Minnesota doesn't cover, but they win that game a very, very high percentage of the time. Mm-hmm. So I think Detroit got very fortunate in that one. Denver's a good team, I think, with you know some questions at quarterback and, and at the head coach spot. But I think that their defense is able to shut Detroit down here in this one. I wish the weather was bad with Jared Goff going outside. It's supposed to be gorgeous in Denver on Sunday. Uh, but I still think Denver takes care of business here and goes ahead and covers the number. Adam, let's get your breakdown on a really big matchup here, 425 p.m. on Sunday. You know, when the season started, we were thinking maybe this could be a Super Bowl uh, possible preview here. Buffalo and Tampa Bay. Obviously, Buffalo coming off that tough loss to New England at home in that windy game, whereas Tampa Bay, I think this is a hat and T-shirt game. If they win this, they clinch their division or clinch a, a playoff spot, I believe, and they've won three straight, starting to get that Tom Brady December mojo going here, Adam. But uh, a lot of these books were three and a half down to three, kind of going back and forth. Looks to me like everybody's on Tampa, but yet maybe some bites at the apple with the hook with the bills and a buy low spot. But I think you might be targeting the over here, Adam. Open 52 and a half. Some shops uh, right now, as we speak, are going up to 53 and a half. Non-conference unders have done well, but both these teams are averaging about 30 points a game. Do you see the bills sticking with Tom Brady in this matchup, Adam? And what's your lean on the total uh, of 52 and a half or now 53-ish? Yeah, to your point about the side, I think that'll be really interesting to follow because Buffalo grades really well in a lot of advanced metrics that are out there like DVOA. So maybe you do end up with some sharper guys taking that three and a half. But for me, I'm looking at the total in this game. You know, look, Tampa Bay's secondary has been very banged up all year long. They've had all sorts of injuries at the back end. They're a little bit healthier now, Mm -hmm. but I still think that Josh Allen can move the football on this team. Also, the weather looks gorgeous in Tampa Bay on Sunday. That's something that should help Buffalo a little bit, you know, being able to throw the football around with some more accuracy and some more efficiency. But really, for me, when you look at these two teams, they grade really well in a lot of defensive metrics. DVOA is very high on both of them. Uh, you know, Yards per play, they both look pretty decent as well. But they also have not played many good offenses. And I think defense a lot of times is a byproduct of who you're playing as opposed to how good your defensive unit actually is. So I think both of these defenses may be a little bit overrated, a little bit overvalued in this game here. Where I think both offenses do move the football. I do like this one over the 53, and I will be curious to see where this total ends up going throughout the week. Uh, if grabbing the 53 now was the right call, as I did, or if maybe you do get some sharp money kind of buying into some of those defensive metrics for these two teams. You know, advanced metrics is one thing, and, and certainly uh, I'm not discounted at all. I mean, I actually use it learning from Josh Applebaum and you and a lot of people here on the network. Uh, the eye test stuff for me, too, like Buffalo, uh, they're out of adjustments. You know, Tom Brady, people know what the Bucks are doing, but they can't stop it because he's so good. I mean, not only with ball placement, uh, you talk about tight windows, he gets it there, uh, anticipation. He just, he's just a next-level player, whereas Josh Allen gets all the hype, but I don't know if he's next-level yet to do what Tom Brady does. So from a sports betting standpoint, I mean, do you factor that in at all? Yeah, I mean, I try to. Obviously, I don't have the, the perspective that you have you know, <laughs> as a former player, as somebody who's been in those film rooms and in the game plans and, and all of that. But it certainly is something. And, and you know, look, to your point, something that I've kind of looked at kind of melding you know, the eye test and the stats, mm-hmm. you look at the catch percentage for a guy like Stephon Diggs, right. much higher last year from Josh Allen. 
and he's still targeting him quite often. You know, so it just it hasn't been as efficient of a passing game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because teams are paying more attention to Diggs and they're not worried about the other guys, or if Allen's just not finding him. But absolutely, you know, and and that's something I think would be interesting too is you know where this line goes, where the Buccaneers do look a lot better, a lot more buttoned up than the Bills right now, particularly on offense. So a lot of moving parts to this game should be a great game. Yeah. But I, I do like the over in it. Adam, let's get one last cap in with you today. And, of course, I uh, love having you on the shows. Uh, I always add some plays but after I listen to you, Adam. So uh, I, I love that aspect to it. But uh, Thursday night, tomorrow night, Pittsburgh, Minnesota. Pittsburgh coming off a big win. Minnesota off a bad loss. Um, a lot of these books were, I think, like three and a half down to three. It looks like uh, it's inching kind of back down to the Steelers at this point. I jumped on the Steelers at plus three and a half. Got a lot of good stats here on Mike Tomlin as a dog. Uh, 67% ATS in his career. Primetime dogs are 24 and 15 ATS this year. But I think you might be thinking the other way, Adam. What's your take on this game? And are you looking at all toward the Vikings now at the key number of minus three? Yeah, I do like the Vikings here. And of course, it is important to point out you like Pittsburgh and you got the three and a half. I mean, that's all you can really do is kind of control the line that you get and getting the hook in a game like this makes a lot of sense here. But for me, I talked about it already. Mm -hmm. I think Minnesota should have been the right side in that game against Detroit last week from a box score standpoint. They weren't. That's obviously problematic for them. But also, too, third road game in 19 days for Pittsburgh with a 39-year-old quarterback. So I worry about that for the Steelers. I do like Minnesota minus three here. It's about evolving from tendencies. Josh Allen cannot do that yet. Doesn't know how to do that so we'll get into that discussion again great job on the show thanks for your time always great to be here thanks rich absolutely betting across america continues right here on vcent the sports betting network this is betting across america with mike pritchard and josh applebaum on vcent the sports betting network This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. Each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find a satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, which is America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. Betting Across America, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. Uh, So Josh, it's time for Fix It. I don't know if I can fix these teams, though. <laughs> uh, ben Wilson, our producer, this is a challenge here, uh, created these scenarios uh, with these teams. And, I mean, I, I think they're beyond fixing, to be honest with you. Well, let's try. Uh, the Vikings, uh, late game breakdowns, late game situations completely breaking down all over the place. Five and seven records, seven losses by a combined 26 points. Four losses on final play of the game. They're giving up a record number of scoring drives in the last two minutes of each half, Josh. Um, Kirk Cousins, uh, we saw the, the, the blunder he had lining up under a guard. It indicates that they're panicking, right? You know, uh, whether it's on the road against San Francisco or even at home, a Cooper Rush, uh, or even on the road again against the Lions. It seems like this team panics. And uh, Zim, Zimmer, he's supposed to be a defensive guru, but I wonder what type of credibility he has left in that building, though, from a player's standpoint. I mentioned this before the season started. Nepotism, up and down his staff. His son is a co-defensive coordinator. Gary Kubiak's son, Clint Kubiak, is the offensive coordinator. 
Uh, I get it. You know these guys. You want to work with people you know and that you trust. But if you're not getting the job done, then in the locker room, we're looking upstairs at you guys sideways. <laughs> like, what's going on? Why are you not putting us in better positions to make plays? For instance, against the Lions. Really? You're going to drop eight guys into coverage and have guys back up. I mean, what is that? And you call a timeout. Obviously, you're scrambling to make the proper defensive call in that situation anyway, and it didn't work. Uh, so I think he's lost credibility, and therefore, for the Vikings, I, I think it's beyond fixing at this point. I'm kind of with your Pritch. You know, you lose two in a row. No shame in obviously losing at San Francisco. You were a four-point dog there, but of course, we all remember Cousins lining up under the wrong guy, so maybe that speaks to bigger issues here, Pritch. But really, that loss, uh, obviously, to Detroit really speaks volumes. You're favored by seven. You lose outright on that last play. Totally get it. And Pritch, doesn't Zimmer know that nepotism is only allowed with with the GOAT, Bill Belichick? Belichick <laughs> can have his kids, but no one else. Only when you have a, you know, a million rings can you do that sort of thing. Sure. But, um, He's got think... credibility. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so you can put anywhere anybody who, who you know, who he wants there his mm -hmm. kids doesn't matter but um Pritch you know one thing that kind of uh, jumps out to me in terms of all these tough games and really close losses you lose four on the last play uh you lose what what was it seven losses by 26 points so it's basically four points a game you're losing by these one possession games I know this isn't what anyone wants to hear because it's so far away next year in betting but this is the kind of thing where if they have a really bad record I would look to take their over win total next year because just in terms of luck when you lose a lot of these one possession games and your record looks terrible a lot of betters use something called pathetic which basically uh, looks at how lucky or unlucky you were. And if you're losing all these close ones, you know, uh, basically the attrition or, uh, you know, kind of regression sort of thing kind of says that next year you're going to win a few of these games that are really close. So that's just something that came to mind. Um, I am uh, going up against Adam in this one, Pritch. I do like Pittsburgh here, okay. plus three and a half tomorrow night. You know, I'll have a full breakdown in tomorrow's show. But a lot of these books open laying three and a half, where I even saw a couple of look ads like minus four Minnesota at home. It's down to three. Uh, and really with the juice, you know, it looked like it may get back to three and a half. I don't know. If you have a three and a half available to you, I would jump on it. Those could be really, really important here. We've talked Tomlin as a dog, 67% ATS in his career. We've also talked these primetime dogs doing well, these road dogs seven or less doing well. But really it's Minnesota with all these injuries, Pritch. Like if you're missing Dalvin Cook and Thielen and a lot of these linebackers, um, I don't know if you're going to uh, be in a position to be laying points when you're down all these guys. I'll take the points here with the Steelers. And I would also say, Pritch, we're on a crazy run with these primetime unders. They're hitting like almost 65% over the last couple of months here. That total did fall 44 and a half to 43 and a half. I look at the Steelers with the hook and right. I'd be an under in this one. So for comparison purposes and also credibility, I mean, you saw what Bill Belichick did against, I don't know, Josh Allen uh, on the road, <laughs> even his third team safety was played that play, that last play, fourth and 14 perfectly when they casino blitz, they brought the house. Whereas, okay, you're scrambling Zim and your defensive staff trying to set your defense and then all of a sudden execution breaks down on you. Uh, repeatedly though, uh, because this is incredible. Seven losses by a combined 26 points, four losses on the final play of the game. Uh, not only panicking, but just a poorly coached and prepared football team out there in Minnesota. Let's get to the next situation, what we have to fix. It's the Ravens uh, early game offensive production. Last six games, 3-3 three three record, uh, 66 combined points in the first three quarters. That's 11 points per game. Uh, also, 23 overall point differential the last six games. Now, when you look at the Ravens, obviously the slow start has handcuffed them, certainly. Uh, I go back to training camp because you had – uh, Lamar Jackson missed a, a number of days in training camp because of COVID. Uh, he missed a game because of an illness. Uh, and so the sack numbers are up. The offensive line continuity is just not there. The evolution of Lamar Jackson into a pocket passer is just not there either. 
You know, he's still throwing the ball all over the place, interceptions. Now he's a playmaker, and you can't deny that. But without the dominant physical running game that this team is accustomed to uh, and the evolution of Lamar Jackson to a pocket passer, they're struggling. They're hitting their head up against the wall, and those slow starts. Now, if, if you're trying to come up with a game plan, think about this, Josh. You're trying to come up with a game plan all week to uh, get you to have a fast start, and it's not working. What do you go to? Uh, you would look at Lamar Jackson. He does not account for protection at all as the center. Uh, and then he's got to go through progression. So uh, a lot of bumps in the road right now for the Ravens which no, with no solution. Do they go backwards and turn Lamar Jackson into a playmaker again for the success in the playoffs? Or do they stay on this path to try to evolve him as a pocket passer? Yeah, so I think this is one of the most intriguing lines, Perch, and you laid it out perfectly. Like, I think if you look at the Ravens, they're still 8-4. and four, You still have Lamar Jackson, but are they a bit of a paper tiger? Not a paper tiger, but are they really trending in the right direction? Not what have you done for me lately, but what are you going to do moving forward? This is a team with so many injuries and losing Marlon Humphrey. And if you go through the you know injury list here, Pritch, and again, when Jackson has a great running stable of you know J.K. Dobbins and Ingram and Gus Edwards, and you can count on that running game, then that makes his life a lot easier. He can mm-hmm. scramble. He can you know pick and choose when he wants to throw it. Now when it's all on him as a passer, and you're down to your you know your six, seven string running back. It makes it much easier for, or much harder for Lamar Jackson here. So again, I think the easy thing is the Ravens are a dog. Take the points all day here. But Pritch, I'll go the other way. I like the Cleveland Browns in this one. Uh, they open like minus one and a half. They've been up to minus two, minus two and a half even though this is kind of a split down the middle ticket count, even slightly favoring Ravens, because again, you never get Lamar Jackson in points. You got to take it right. However, line is going to the Browns. They're coming off a buy and Pritch. We have one team super banged up like the Ravens who hasn't played very well recently versus a Browns team that, yeah, they've been up and down here, but they're coming off a buy and it couldn't have come at a better time with all these guys injured. I'll go Cleveland here. It's a revenge game from a couple weeks ago when they lost uh, 16 to 10. So a lot of familiarity there. I think you're going to get a good effort and also keep an eye on this under Pritch. We should have asked, Adam about this one because it's in Cleveland, but it's 43 down to 42. You could have 15 mile an hour wins, late season divisional under. I'll lean under here, and I actually like Cleveland money line minus two and a half. Uh, you know, it's up to you what you want to do, but it's kind of a fishy play to me, and I want to be on that fishy side. I'll go Cleveland here, see if they can get it done after their bye week. Yeah, you got two quarterbacks fighting for contracts too. How about that? The <laughs> throw in there for intrigue and that matchup right there. Okay, the Panthers offense. Told you this was a challenge. Ben Wilson, thank you very much for this. <laughs> Fired offense coordinator Joe Brady uh, on Sunday. Uh, they're thirtieth. The Panthers offense thirtieth and offensive DVOA. 31st pass DVOA with three different quarterbacks, uh, Christian McCaffrey, two on IR. So where do you go from here? You, you fire uh, your offensive coordinator. I, I don't know why you do that now. Um, I, I guess Matt Rule talked about thinking outside the box. That's why he went with Brady. But I guess he's inside the box now. Uh, but where do you go from here? Like you have nothing to lose if you're Matt Rule. I mean, if you're ranked that's poorly in the league, then, yeah, I mean, if you want to scapegoat, then, okay, go ahead and fire your offensive coordinator. But is that going to improve your team? Uh, just because now your new offensive coordinator is somebody you worked with in college, you're going to feel more comfortable. But is that the solution? I mean, when you think about coordinators fired during the season, I, I don't know if that knee-jerk reaction turned into a ton of success. Uh, certainly notable ones just last year, the, the Las Vegas Raiders fired uh, their defensive coordinator. It didn't lead to an improvement defensively until they hired a new defensive coordinator in the offseason. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's what the Panthers are up against. What do you think, Josh? 
Yeah, I think you're totally right here, Pitch. And again, when things aren't going well, the easiest thing to do is fire your coordinators because then you can blame it on someone else when really, you know, the fish rots from the head down, whatever that phrase is here, Pritch. So it's easy to blame Brady, but I think there's bigger issues on this team. Pritch, real quick, remember when the uh, the Panthers were 3-0 and and yet the odds makers still had them as a huge dog to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Now we know why. That just goes to show you how sharp the odds makers are in general. They weren't drinking the Kool-Aid when the Panthers started off hot. Uh, Pritch, I like the Atlanta Falcons a lot this weekend. I know Carolina will be coming off a bye but the line's not going toward Carolina. You want favorites off a of bye with the line move in their favor like Cleveland. This is going the other way toward the Atlanta Falcons. They're plus three down to two and a half. If you missed the three, tease up the Falcons two and a half to eight and a half. That's a pretty good teaser play in a divisional spot. Yeah, how about that? Both teams five and seven looking at the playoffs too. That's very interesting in this matchup. We tried to fix it. I don't know if we did that. We'll see what happens this weekend. Coming up next though, we're going to get to some line movement in these bowl games. Uh, that's coming up next. We're here on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits the three pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Enjoy NBA action like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets. Or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show, Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. Want to reiterate a point here about betting, too, on some teams that are prepared in the National Football League. Uh, Josh, I mean, I'm just thinking about this. Think about it out loud here about the preparation level of a third team safety on the New England Patriots defense and an all-out blitz. Probably the first time that this third-team safety has encountered that in an important, meaningful game. I mean, you cannot discount how coaches can prepare these teams that way, and, and certainly you look at Bill Belichick that way. You're totally right, Pritch. And there's this guy, Ernie Adams, who used to work for the Patriots forever. This is the first year that he left. But mm -hmm. uh, he was the guy who, quote unquote, saw the Malcolm Butler play in the Super Bowl. They worked on it in practice prior to the Super Bowl. So just goes to show you the Patriots. You know, we went through a year of was it Belichick or Brady more important to the dynasty? You know, Brady obviously had a resounding win there winning the Super Bowl and Pat's going seven and nine. But I started to see this thing turn a little bit here, Pritch, with the buy-in of all these players and putting them in the right spots. And of course, Pritch, who did Belichick hug immediately once he won the game? His son, of but course, he's, he's allowed right, to do that. That's right. okay. You know, no big deal. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it just speaks volumes it, to me as a better in terms of looking at these teams moving forward, which teams are going to be prepared. I'm not talking about just the starters. I'm talking about all three levels uh, in terms of phases and, and then certainly maybe two or three deep uh, wandering into preparation levels. So let's get to college football uh, and the bowl games because there's so many variables of volatility in the markets, the low limits right now. There's steam and there's other steam movements. There's line movements, Josh, all over the place. Uh, advice here. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would want to chase uh, these line movements right now in college football because of all the variables. We talked to Adam Burke about that early in the show as well. But looking at some notable line movements, Purdue versus Tennessee, for instance. Tennessee now a three-point favorite. Uh, Purdue open a, a minus two and a half. You got West, Western Michigan, Nevada. We know the reasons why Nevada is now uh, laying a point as opposed to laying six and a half. And then Kentucky, Iowa. 
Uh, that one's interesting to me. I want to get your thoughts on that one. Kentucky now the favorite minus two and a half. Baylor, Ole Miss, uh, big variable about Matt Corral there too. So Ole Miss minus two, Baylor now minus one and a half. Yeah, so Pritch, I think Adam Burke said something really, really important here when it comes to bowl games and line moves and really trying to make sure that you're not chasing the steam, which is something that you hear a lot in sports betting. Like, you know, steam is really important. It's a sudden change in line movement across the marketplace, and it's caused by a big amount of money across the marketplace moving the entire market. Uh, but the whole thing is you got to be with the steam when it hits mm -hmm. and get the triggering number and not be late to the party. So, for example, a lot of movement toward Tennessee here. They open up getting two and a half against Purdue. Now they're minus three. I think when it comes to this time of year with bowl games, we have such a long runway until these games get played, Pritch. We have multiple weeks for these bets to build up. I would research each game individually when you see a big move and try to ask yourself, what's causing this move? Like, I did a quick research on this Purdue-Tennessee game. You have a couple big opt-outs here for Purdue, it looks like. Carl uh, Loftus, uh, one of star defensive end. Mm -hmm. He's going to be a top 20 pick here, according to Mel Kuyper. He's probably going to be out for Purdue. Then you have a wide receiver, Bell, a Blitnikoff finalist, who's likely going to be out as well. He could be a top-round pick. So ask yourself, is it smart money moving a number? Is it opt-outs moving a number? Is it a coach who maybe got fired and there's an interim coach coming in? I think when we're looking at these numbers, it's really interesting to talk about. But think of it this way, Pritch. If you're betting Tennessee minus three right now, you're getting the worst of the number. Now, they could roll. I think the one thing that jumped out to me in terms of, you know, Josh Heupel and Tennessee, it's their offense. They're averaging 38 points a game. Now you're going to take off a really good receiver from Purdue. They average 27 a game. If you're on a favorite, you want a favorite who can score a little bit more. What I'm getting at, Pritch, is we, we talk about these moves, but I'm not betting any of them right now. Let the bets build up and also look for really big overreactions. Like, mm -hmm. what if Tennessee just keeps flying up all the way to I don't know, minus four, minus five, minus six. Like sometimes you see these huge moves where actually buying low. And if we get to the game when it's 90% of bets on Tennessee and they're up to minus six, it creates value to buy low and take the dog there with Purdue. So make sure that this is, it's not regular season. It's not a regular Saturday. These are all one-offs that you have to do more work as a capper on, but you could really be rewarded here. If you kind of isolate why the line is moving, right. and then be able to buy low after a line has moved so much that it then creates value on the other side. So from my playing experience, uh, uh, we, I played in three bowls. I was eligible for four. Coach Mack told, told us we're not going to a bowl my freshman year, which was disappointing. But the other bowl we went to was a Freedom Bowl uh, against BYU, Ty Detmer, and a bunch of adults. Uh, we almost won that game 20-17, to 17, but the motivation for us was playing in Southern California, right? And, and that was a big recruiting fruit footprint. Uh, for us at the time. You think about Tennessee, uh, the Music City Bowl is not uh, a recruiting footprint. They're going to get people from Tennessee. They're going to get athletes from that state. What about Purdue, though, going into SEC territory with a good showing? This is a team that had, what, eight wins, first time since 2006. Uh, from a recruiting standpoint, you're catching them as a dog now. Uh, so from a coaching and a recruiting standpoint, trying to fire up the troops, even though there's going to be some opt-outs, uh, don't discount that, in my opinion, here with Purdue. Yeah, it's a great point by you, Pritch, because, again, with opt-outs, we think of it as, wow, this thinks that for this team, they don't have one of their good players, it's going to be a detriment to them. Right. And it probably is, because there's a reason why they're going to the NFL. They're really good players. But it creates an opportunity for next man up players who are going to fight for, you know, playing time for the following year. All those things are important. I think the other way to look at some of these line moves, Pritch, is, you know, I want a line move that has nothing to do with opt-outs, nothing to do with injuries, okay. nothing to do with coaches. If you can find those kind of line moves, to me, that's more of something that I'll put a little bit of stock into because it's not a, an obvious play like Purdue opt-outs, just bet Tennessee. If everyone's locked and loaded, ready to go, no opt-outs, no changes, mm -hmm. and yet you're seeing a sharp move, or also fade the trendy dog plays this time of year really good because public wants to bet favorites if they load up on a dog and maybe you're a favorite minus three, but you're only getting 25% of bets. Those are the sort of things I like to look at. So we got a lot of time. 
But again, take a lot of time individually for these bowl games and just do your Google research, get on Twitter, figure out what's going on and causing these moves because you don't want to be caught, you know, shorthanded by being unaware of something that's going on. Right. And don't forget the NILs too. name, image, likeness. Mm -hmm. Uh, What better showcase does a student athlete have on national TV in the bowl game to increase that, to boost that name, image and likeness? Right. So uh, I think a lot of these young players are going to be savvy about that, too. Uh, So look forward to that as well. Coming up in the bowl season. And uh, some line movement in the National Football League that you want to highlight. It took place, I, I think, during the show here. It involves San Francisco and Cincinnati. Yeah, I was chomping at the bit. Is it chomping or champing at the bit, Pritch? I don't, I still don't even know how that phrase is. It's a chomping, <laughs> champing. Yeah, one, one of the two. But, uh, Pritch, I, w- I want to talk about this game because San Fran was kind of on my radar, and now they're really on my radar. You're seeing a move uh, toward the San Francisco 49ers here. They're going to Cincinnati. A lot of these books open Cincinnati laying one, one and a half, two at some shops. We're showing minus one Bengals now on our screen. But, Pritch, this line is moving as we speak. We're talking about steam, you know, midweek on a Wednesday, coming in hard right now on San Fran. We're seeing this, the 49ers flip right now to a minus one favorite or a mm. minus one and a half favorite so a lot of movement is going to the 49ers and Pritch what I, what I like about this one it's not like 80% of bets on 49ers and the lines going in their favor you have the public on the Cincinnati Bengals here across the market again it's only Wednesday bets are low you know we'll have bigger action come in closer to game day you're looking at around three out of four bets on the Bengals Yet, the line is just flipped dog to favor to the 49ers. That looks pretty sharp to me. Of course, you know, Bengals coming off that, uh, you know, blowout loss to the Chargers. Public says, yeah, bad loss, but uh, maybe against a good team who was more desperate. Now they're at home. Take them all day. I don't want to play the 49ers. You lose outright as a three-point favorite against Seattle. So this is one of those, like, anti-opt-out injury type situation. Everything looks okay. Maybe this does speak to Debo Samuel coming back or Fred Warner. But, Pritch, I like this move toward the 49ers. I think if they're at one and a half, I know a lot of people might want to tease the Bengals up one and a half to seven and a half. But as of now, I like this money line play on the 49ers. It's fishy to me. After a bad loss, they're unpopular. Yet the line's going in their favor. 49ers are getting hit today. Joe Burrow with the pinky uh, situation. Okay, clearly uh, they helped him out at half halftime because that thing was entirely too painful for him to execute throwing the football. Helping him out in the locker room at halftime uh, was somewhat effective in the second half. I, I think there was a big injury, though, uh, on the Bengals in that defense, too, in particular at linebacker uh, Josh. When you have a guy like uh, Logan Wilson go down, uh, the green dot guy, that kind of ham- uh, handcuffed them defensively. And now you're going to go up against the 49ers who run the football very, very well. So keeping an eye on the injury situation uh, with the 49ers and the Bengals. What about NHL? Uh, great call by you last night. I was enjoying myself at the banquet uh, and missed the play on the Lightning. Oh, man, Pritch, that was a sweat. They were down. uh, They scored two goals in the last minute to win that game. So epic sweat there if you're on the Lightning last night. Uh, I'm going to go Colorado tonight, Pritch. I think it's a good situation for Colorado. New York Rangers are on a back-to-back, second leg of a back-to-back. They're putting in their backup goalie, somebody named Huska. I don't even know who this is. (laughs) But Avalanche open minus 140. They're all the way up to minus 165. Uh, bet against a, uh, a tired team in the Rangers. I'll take the Rangers here. And then UConn, Pritch. UConn plus two and a half against WVU. Ken Palm's got him winning by one. Lions going back to UConn. Give me the Huskies tonight. All right. Sounds good to me. Uh, great job today, Josh. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Appreciate it, Pritch. Good luck tonight. Good luck to you as well. Coming up next right here on the network, The Edge on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.